Dan Carly is the expat. Fernando Farias is the local. BA Cast, the Buenos Aires podcast. On today's show, October 14th, 2010. How to call your waiter. Guest Chamushera, Debbie Novitz. We're going to have the top five worst buses of Buenos Aires, of course. Must do tango, Scottish music, and klezmer music. Post your comments to our Facebook page that you can find under Buenos Aires Podcast or Be a Cast. This podcast is brought to you by Anuva Wines. A-N-U-V-A-Wines.com Waiter! I know what you're thinking. Did he cook this steak medium rare or well done? Well, to tell you the truth in all this excitement, I kind of lost track myself. But being that this is a 440-gram Argentine steak, the most powerful steak known to man, and would blow your head clean off, you've got to ask yourself just one question. Do I feel lucky? Well, do you, punk? B.A. Cast. B.A. Cast. B.A. Ahora, chamuyamos. A piropo is not always the same as a, a it's not always aggressive oh. or offensive. Right. Let us clarify that because catcalls in English it's is 100% offensive. No, it's I mean, it's understood as something offensive and aggressive. But a piropo can be something nice. Which yeah. makes me always wonder why are the guys in the US still doing stuff like they, when I like went that. back in California, no, no. Well, not in California, but in in uh, other parts Well, I think in California as well, just if you go by a construction site, let's say, and it's 25 guys who have all been working outside in the sun all day, the likelihood of you hearing something is more is higher than if you were to be in an office building. Let us go some, to some specific examples. Uh, chamuyos and piropos you heard in both countries. Yeah. Here and there. Oh, one of the funniest ones that happened. Funniest or clever or effective? Here, I heard... Um, One time, this man, I was first walking down the street. One of the first ones I heard was this guy jumped in front of me, and, and he said, I'm dying, I'm dying. And I got really scared. I thought he was having a heart attack. And I go, what? ¿Qué pasó? ¿Qué pasó? He goes, I'm dying, I'm dying, because there's an angel in front of oh, me. Oh, God. <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of that? Well, not very original. That, I mean, that exists in English as well, and <laughs> I don't think there's much of an effectiveness level there, but... He but, was so dramatic. But being really dramatic about it would be definitely the Argentine spin on on the I must be dying because there's an angel in front of me line. Yeah. You know, because an American deli would deliver that in a very sort of direct and like... Say you're you know, an angel. Yeah, in a very direct way. Instead of like falling on the floor and rolling over. Was he Was he getting... He was clutching his heart. I mean, we were on a Esquenica. <laughs> I was walking on a Esquenica in Barrio Norte. And he's like... Grabbed it. And I was... It was like in 2003, so it's like I'd only been here like I've been here was like maybe, maybe my fifth time, and he was like, "I'm dying, I'm dying," <laughs> you know, and I like thought he was having a. Was heart it affected? Attack. Yeah, I did mean, you, I, did you give him your? No, phone no, number? no, no, and you know, I like, oh my god, I, <laughs> I, I, I didn't know what was going on. So it was actually too effective. You actually thought he was <laughs> having yeah, a heart attack. Yeah, I didn't know. <laughs> Don't say un cerveza, por favor. Instead, say... Me habilitas una birra, flaco, por favor. Spanglish Playground. How do you uh, call your waiter? Uh, an extension of a post that I wrote on the Anuva blog. 
The key word in Buenos Aires is mozo, which means white. Camarero is not used at all unless you want to let the entire place know you're a foreigner. So in a respectable place like Tortoni or La Biela... By the way, Tortoni is crap. I hate Tortoni. It's gorgeous. It's beautiful. But Café Tortoni, don't ever eat there. Don't ever get a media luna there. It's yeah, awful. Well, it's crap. It's overpriced. It's yeah, tourist. But people go there. I know I don't I don't disagree it's gorgeous but don't ever buy food just walk in take your pictures and leave <laughs> and go hey monche mozo estoy acá para sacar fotos nada más so well you use mozo in a place like Tortoni to call the attention in fact it shows respect style elegance for both the waiter the place and the customer so if you need to you need to call the guy over you would use you would say disculpame or señor that, uh, that's how ladies also would call a mozo mm. But moza, which is the female for mozo, is not used for calling a waitress. I mean, you used to refer to a waiter, a waitress, but you don't call her moza. In that case, the disculpame would work. Or perdona. Perdona would work yeah, as well. Perdona also. Uh, calling someone mozo is frowned upon by some people because it's like, it's like, it's kind of like servant. Yeah, so in the case of guys, there are many ways of replacing the, replacing the word mozo, generating complicity rather than stressing the social distance, especially in informal places. So, so like, yeah, one of my favorites is maestro. Che maestro, me traes un cafecito? Another one, capo, which is the Italian for boss. Capo, me traes la cuenta, por favor? Yeah, and jefe. Jefe, boss, which means, uh, well, that, that's what it means. And then we also have... You have Don Mosso, Don... Que. Yeah, no, Don Don is like saying Señor. Okay, right. It's, but Don is like... Don uh, and nothing else. Sir. Yeah, Don would be Sir. It's kind it of Sir. It comes from the Italian for like... Um, yeah, yeah. Mr. or Esquire or something yeah, like that. Yeah, for Godfather. I mean, yeah. Don is the Godfather. But it's a, it's a title of respect to someone who is uh, a veteran. Yeah, and if you're in a more informal place like in Egiparrilla or Bodegón, it would be Amigo or, or Tigre... BA <laughs> Cast, the Buenos Aires podcast. Dicen que el cielo es el límite, para mí eso es verdad. Pero flaco no viste nada hasta que me veas pelear. Porque soy malo, malo, soy muy malo, soy malo, malo. Y lo sabes, soy malo, muy malo, sabes que soy malo. Y ahora el mundo tiene que contestar y decirte otra vez ¿Quién es más? So, well, Daniel, did you have a very uh, nice long weekend? I had a great race day. How about you? <laughs> yeah, I didn't because I don't like the name very much. You know, this past October 11, or days, the Día de la Raza, was maybe the last time that holiday, which is Columbus Day in the U.S., was marked in Argentina with the infamous name of the day of the race. Yes, as in race, systems race. Why is it called Día de la Raza well, in in? The name was is it in all, all of Latin America? No, or no, no. It it's in, only an Argentine only thing an Argentine introduced thing. in 1916 uh, to celebrate the Spanish race roots of Argentine society. Mm -hmm. And in its a, superiority, I assume. Exactly. We're talking about a, of a moment in Argentina in which loads of immigrants were coming and they were eroding the local culture and transforming it into something new. And the elites that, brought, that ruled the country saw that as a threat. And it's in the context of that that you have to understand the celebration of the Hispanic race or the Spanish race day. So the good news is that the lower chamber is starting a bill to change the name to the day for respect of cultural diversity. Oh my goodness, <laughs> gee bus Christ. We are becoming the United States. I found on the edition of Newsweek of early October... 
an article featuring the new division of the world, in which, well, in North America, Canada, United States are called uh, the new hands: uh, Denmark, Finland, Germany, exactly. Netherlands, Norway, Sweden. And the United States and Canada, apparently. The United, no, the United States and Canada are the Northern Alliance. But do you know where we are, Argentines? We are in the Bolivarian republics. And why is that? Well, because, Simon Bolivar. Because Simon Bolivar, and because we are apparently led by Hugo Chavez. It says it implies that we are swinging back towards dictatorship. Well, now wait a second. That might not be that far off the mark. No, I mean, there's wait, 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 wait. I'm not saying that you're swinging back toward dictatorship. What I am saying, well, is that's that, what he's saying. Oh, okay. Well, look, I am not Newsweek, but what I am saying is there might be a little bit of merit to an extreme form of government that is becoming more prevalent in Argentina. Yeah, but that's not dictatorship, especially not in Argentina when we have 27 years ago. I agree. You can draw a line there. I agree that. And and in they're including Bolivia. As a, as a country swinging back towards dictatorship when for the first time in 200 years they have a president that represents the overwhelming ethnic majority of the country. But the point is that China is the Eastern Empire or the East Empire and the word dictatorship is not there at all. Mm, very interesting. The article was written by Joel Kotkin and published on the Newsweek magazine under the title The New World Order and you can Google that. Erosa Feller on BAExpats.org is talking about his problem with anglo anglophobizing the Spanish R. He has no idea what's going on. Well, that's the major mistake English speakers make. Well, that with and these. the O. We say, we say no, and you say no. Okay. Is it difficult to learn to say a close no? No, not really. But um, most Americans like say soy americano. Ah, okay, okay. And you yeah. guys say soy americano. Actually, when americano. we make fun of you, exactly. we try you to say americano. Uh, so, soy americano. So, oh, soy estadounidense. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So the, I, what I recommend for Mr. Erosafeller out there is trabalenguas. Like? Like. Pero, like it, when I used to walk to the gym every day when the, in the first six weeks that I lived here. I would walk with my iPhone on, my iPod on, and that was before the days of the iPhone. And it was about a 20-block walk, and as I, was, as I was walking, everyone looked at me strange, but on the right foot I would say, pero, and on the left foot I would say, perro. Pero, perro, pero, perro, pero, perro, so that you that's learn how to flip good. your eye. And that's, and that's the first... For the record, my partner, Daniel Carlin, has a very good R for an English speaker. For an English speaker, he justifies it that way. <laughs> so, and then, you, if you, once you graduate from pero, perro, and you, can, you can do R con R guitarra, oh. R con R carril, ruedan las ruedas del ferrocarril. Hey, you're missing the rápido. R con R guitarra, R con R carril. Rápido ruedan las ruedas, las ruedas del ferrocarril. Oh, man. They didn't teach me that part. <laughs> And if you want to listen to an English speaker also succeeding in pronouncing a good R, go to Sex Pistols, Anarchy in the UK, Johnny Roten, opening of that. To do or not to do. The must-do list of BA Cats. The Quinteto Real, which is a legend in tango music, celebrates 50 years of its founding, and Maestro Horacio Salgan, which is a major, a major artist, is coming out of retirement at the age of 94 only for three Fridays to be there. The guest star is another master, or another maestro of tango, which is Leopoldo Federico. Three Fridays in a row, starting this one at 22 hours for 120 pesos at El Tazo in San Telmo. 
The Argentine Scottish Society invites you to a dance on October 23rd. The Buenos Aires Scottish Guard will offer the show. On the 9th and 16th, those who wish to learn how to dance can come to the same place at 3 p.m. Go to the English High School of Buenos Aires on Melian Avenue. From October 11, the Kles Fiesta, the Klesmer Music Festival of Argentina, is coming to its third edition with free concerts across the city and some paid concerts as well. Uh, we're going to have bands from Argentina, from Chile, from Romania, from Canada, and from many other countries. If you want to have more information, go to www.klesfiesta.com.ar or go to our website. For the full must-do list of this week, go to BACast.com. So, we have the top five worst buses of the city. The 39, so many ramales or internal lines. It's impossible to know which one takes you to the part of Palermo you want to go. 106, 106, only because it runs a long way across one of the worst avenues in the city in terms of traffic, Córdoba. The 92, due to the barrera or the railways crossing in Flores, three, four, five vehicles of this line get stuck before being able to cross to the other side, meaning that they run in groups. If you miss one, you're screwed. The 42, from Pompeya to College City in Núñez, the average time between buses is 30 minutes any moment of the day and the week. It obviously goes to the 93, maybe three vehicles in total this company has to cover the long route linking Avellaneda to Munro. It goes without saying that you should avoid them. <laughs> the expats of Buenos Aires have their say. This is the Expat Chat. I'm Morgan from New York. I'm not going to use my last name just because it makes it more exciting and more sexy. I Most likely, I will be the expat that's been in Argentina for the longest of any expat that you meet while you're in Argentina that is 11 years. It took me a long time to basically understand the culture and become part of it. After five years, I was like, yeah, I've been here years. I understand how it goes. I know it. I'm an old time after five years. But dude, I knew nothing. In the beginning, I was kind of stayed in a bubble. And there are a few different types of bubbles. I was in a bubble with like my girlfriends and, and all that. Now, now that they're much more expats, it's so easy to stay in an expat bubble. We can only speak English. Only in Palermo, Soho. Um, so... It's really easy to stay in the bubble. Basically, the way to get a rich experience is the way to figure out the differences. The only way to figure out the differences, there's only one way to figure out the real differences, which is to have intense relationships in Argentina. I mean intense dating relationships, intense friendship relationships, intense business relationships. It's only by delving in and saying, I'm going to do it all the way. I'm going to be a novio. I'm going to be a boyfriend to someone. I'm, you know, I'm going to figure out how to start a business here. Does, does all the stuff that's on the surface start to come out? Because when it's on the surface, guess what? Wow, everyone, they look like us, kind of dress like us, a little bit more like California, but more or less like us. BA Cast. BA Cast. The Buenos Aires Podcast. Podcast. So, we signing off now. But before that... Um, all right, so look, if you're taking taxis, which most of you do all over the place, make sure 
that you'd say to the taxi driver, toma 50 mangos, o acaban 100 pesos, o, o tenés vuelto de 100, o tenés vuelto de 20, or something like that, so that you say the amount of money that you're handing to the guy. This is a very good deterrent, even if you have a foreign accent. And as you say this, you lean on close to the driver's seat so he notices you are watching him. Don't trust anybody. Okay, our sign-off tune for today is a song by Bersuit Bergarabat. They spent most of the 90s in the Porteño underground until the Academy Award winner Gustavo Santaolasha produced their 1998 album Libertinaje. They became then one of the most popular bands in the land. Uh, from that record, uh, a featuring combination of trash metal and cumbia is Yo Tomo, or I Drink. The title is taken from the chorus, which is I drink so I don't fall in love, and I fall in love so I don't drink. Ciao, nos vemos. Ciao, ciao. are not forgetting of course happy mother's day feliz dia de la madre next sunday october 17